This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. I wonder how many of us pass the baptismal font at the back of our church each week without ever thinking about its importance and what it represents. The details around it should draw our eye to the symbolism of new life through the waters therein. The tiled floor reminds us of the living water and the grace that flows from that water. The eight-pointed star on which the font sits reminds us of how the grace of baptism flows out to all the points of the compass. The dove represents the Holy Spirit hovering above the waters, calling to mind how the Holy Spirit appeared at the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. All powerful reminders of what we are celebrating on this Sunday. In the ancient tradition, baptistries were often constructed outside and apart from large churches and cathedrals as being not only practical, but serving to emphasise how by passing through the waters of the baptismal font, we then approach the doors of the church and ultimately the altar, where full initiation into the body of Christ is realised. Water is a powerful symbol one of the essential elements of the earth. We need it and we use it to give life and to bring about cleansing. And it's these two functions that are expressed when we are baptised. Practically every week, baptisms take place at the font of the church here, close to the doors, telling us that baptism is the entry visa into the life of Christ and his church. The parents and the godparents are asked if what they want for their child, and their response is eternal life. There at the font, we begin our pilgrimage that will end, we hope, one day in the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes people ask why we baptise infants when they're so young and unable to make the choice for themselves. In the New Testament, the Acts of the Apostles gives us ample evidence that infant baptism was carried out by the Apostles as a norm, together with adult converts. And from the earliest moments of our child's life, we want them to have the very best, the most important things that we can hand on. In addition to teaching them about how to live in the world, how to speak and to interact with others, good manners and behaviour, we also desire to give them the very thing that gives meaning to life, the grace and life of God himself. At every baptism, the very life of the Blessed Trinity is poured into souls and hearts that are still young to understand and appreciate it. As they get older, they appreciate better and are grateful for what their parents have done. And one day, most of all, we will thank our parents in heaven for having started us on that path that brought us eternal life. All of these ceremonies of the baptismal rite are not just part of a nice, pretty ritual, but they're designed to impress upon us the dignity that we assume when we become a child of God. They are little catechesis or teachings in themselves. The sign of the cross, for example, placed on the forehead of the child at the start of the baptism, symbolises how they're going to be bearers of the sign of Christ's salvation wherever they go. The anointings with holy oil signify the strengthening power of the Holy Spirit to help us live as children of God 
in a world often so alien to the Christian spirit. The white garments express our baptismal innocence, which we're exhorted to keep pure. And the lighted candle taken from the Easter candle graphically recalls that from that moment we are enlightened and we have to walk, therefore, as a child of the light. Jesus teaches that baptism is necessary for all those who want to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because like all of the sacraments, it's an outward sign of inward grace. And only by doing what Jesus tells us are we certain of receiving his guaranteed promises. He himself underwent a baptism. And for the early church, this was often a cause of embarrassment and confusion. Why did the Son of God seek baptism? After all, he was without sin and had no need of baptism. The answer is that Jesus wants to show solidarity with sinful mankind right from the start. So this feast of our Lord's baptism is a day for us to think with gratitude on the day of our own baptism, perhaps when we were only a few days or a few weeks old, or perhaps it was when we were many years old. Do we in fact know the date of our baptism, which ought to be celebrated with as much rejoicing as the day of our birth? The grace of the sacrament of baptism is with us always. It's effective and it's helping us to live daily at that very high level of our divine calling. The logical consequence and result of all of this should be our personal holiness, being God's living signs, being reminders of him in a world that can be so unconscious of eternal realities. Lastly, in every baptism, together with the saints and the patron saints of the person being baptised who are invoked, Mary, the mother of God, is invoked as our new and eternal mother, as we become brothers and sisters of Christ. May her protecting veil continue to gather us into deeper union with Christ, our Redeemer. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who when Christ had been baptised in the River Jordan and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that to your children by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.